You run a kid activity center, a gymnastics, ninja, urban, or cheer gym. Maybe it's a dance studio, swim school, martial arts dojo, or perhaps an educational preschool. You recognize you need some help growing your brand. You're wearing too many hats. It's time to make some changes. Let me help you increase student enrollments and retention while decreasing attrition. My name is Luke Stokes. Welcome to the Student River Podcast. Welcome back to the Student River Podcast. I am your host, Luke Stokes. This is a podcast completely devoted to helping you scale your kids' activity center. And speaking of scaling, one of the critical things in effectively uh, scaling your business is knowing your numbers. If you've ever watched Shark Tank or Dragon's Den or any of those uh, types of shows where some uh, business owner or wannabe business owner is coming in and presenting their idea to a group of investors, one of the things that you get ridiculed most about in those settings is not knowing your numbers. Now, I know numbers for a lot of you uh, is... A bit of a scary word, like, oh, don't bother me with all that math stuff. And I get that. Numbers are for somebody and they're not for everybody, okay? Now, that being the case, you chose ownership. So as an owner, this is not something you can avoid. You must know your numbers. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about some of those key numbers, three of them to be uh, exact. We're going to talk about the three critical numbers that you need to have a real good handle on to grow your brand. And my goal here is to not make this overwhelming. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it very very simple. I'm gonna show you how to find them out, uh, how to track them, and what they mean. Uh, they're actually very easy, and it shouldn't be scary at all. And my goal today is to make it simple. So we're gonna be talking about numbers. Now, what we want to do is we essentially want to create a mathematical equation, a formula, if you will, to growth. I mean. If you could come at this from a perspective of guaranteed growth, meaning if you knew how to line up the math to work in your favor, you could guarantee growth. Now, in theory, that's great. But unless you know what the math is and what the answers are, then guaranteeing that is not possible. So we want to put you in a position where growth happens like by default. It happens with intention, it happens on purpose, and you can set yourself up so that you can't miss. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes and you don't do your math wrong from time to time and are looking through the wrong lens, but statistically, it's going to be in your favor to position yourself to win. Uh, and so that's what we're going to be reviewing. You know, not knowing your numbers, and and I, I realize that numbers are, for some of you, something that gets avoided, but... You know, not knowing your numbers is like driving your car without, you know, without knowing how much gas is in it, right? You, you want to you go from Denver to San Diego and you don't know how much gas you have. Therefore, you don't know how far you can drive. You don't know when you're going to run out. And consequently, if you're not careful, you're going to end up walking, Right, you're going to end up walking and having or hitchhiking and and thumbing a ride to get to that next gas station. So, 
this really is the fuel to the engine of your brand uh, and understanding what's going on uh, and the metrics that are providing not not necessarily the health, although this is going to be a factor in the health of your business, but the opportunity that lies within your business. Now, the three numbers that we're going to be talking about, they kind of build on each other. Okay, you, you, you need to know the first one to understand the second one, and then the second one to understand the third one, and then they kind of fit all together. And so... Um, you need to know all three of these. I mean, if you know one of them, great. Uh, if you know two of them, great. But if you know three of them, it gives you the whole picture. It, it paints everything in a light that allows you to see what you can and can't do. Um, uh, specifically today, as we're going to be talking about marketing. So how these numbers relate to understanding your business, how much you can spend. We're going to answer questions like, uh, how do I know if this is a good opportunity to spend money on from an advertising perspective? Uh, how do I know how much return I'm supposed to get to, to know that this is uh, a good opportunity? Um, you know, uh, you know how much money and and for how long and what kind of return I need and those types of things that while most of you have those questions going on in the back of your mind, you don't really answer them. Not completely in anyways. You answer them from a terms of, well, this is going to cost me $1,000 and I charge $1,000 uh, you know, uh, a month. $1,000 a month. This is going to cost $1,000 for advertising. I charge $100 a month, so I need 10 students this month to pay for it. And while on the surface that, that makes sense, it's the wrong lens to be looking at your marketing from. And so we're going to be breaking all of this down, okay? There's only three ways that you can grow your business. Only three, okay? You either have to acquire more people, right? You have to build your, your enrollment base. You can increase the amount that they're spending with you each month. So, you know, that can be, uh, you know, them going from one class to two, that could be a pro shop, a snack bar, that could be, you know, special events and birthday parties and making sure that they're taking advantage of that. But it also can be raising your monthly tuition as well, right? And, and uh, collecting more per student on a month to month basis. So we could add more students, uh, we can collect more uh, uh, per student, and then the third is get our students to stay longer, right? Or come back or that retention number um, that you guys all track, but you don't quite track it right from my experience. You understand what it is because you have a report in your CRM that tells you what it is, but you don't know what that actually means. Let me adjust my chair here. I feel like I'm sitting down in a, in a bucket. There we go. And so uh, we're going to be talking about uh, three critical numbers. We're going to be talking about retention. We're going to be talking about LTV. And then we're going to be talking about CPA. <laughs> so, and not a certified public accountant. Uh, it's a different CPA. So retention, LTV, and CPA. Those are the numbers that we're going to be talking about today. All right, let's talk about retention. And sorry if I'm blinking a lot. I've got, uh, I was out salting my sidewalk uh, this uh, this last week. We had some snow and ice here in the area. And so I was out uh, salting my sidewalk. And as I was uh, slinging some ice melt out, I had a piece uh, go flying into my eye. And uh, man, the, the, the granules of that are, are pretty good. They're, you know, the size of a little pebble. Um, and man, did that sting not only 
you know, just because I had an object the size of a pebble in my eye, but the contents of ice melt is not good um, to get in your eye. And so, man, it burned. And, and so uh, I'm getting a little, uh, still a little bit of, of irritation from that. So if you see me blinking a lot, <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh, all right, retention. Retention is one of those numbers that you're going to use to understand where your thresholds of plateauing are. You know, some of you, you know, and I talk to you guys a lot. This is what we do. Not, you know, I don't just do this podcast for my health. Um, I, I do it because, one, I want to help you guys. But two, you know, I'm talking with you guys on a daily basis. And I have some pretty intimate knowledge on your guys' businesses. And so I get to see a pretty big scope of this. And you, a lot of the things I hear is, gosh, I've been stuck at, you know, 300 students, 500 students, you know, it could be a thousand students, whatever that number is. I've been stuck here for like a year. I've been stuck here for like, you know, whatever it is. I, or or the other side of that is, you know, I'm at 300. I used to be at 600. Right. And so you've reached this plateau and you don't really understand why you've reached this plateau, but what retention does is it, it allows you to understand why that's happening. And uh, create a plan to break through that plateau. It's also going to answer the question, how much marketing you need to do to break through that plateau? Because there's only, you know, if you're, if you're stuck, it doesn't matter if you're stuck at, at 300 or 1500. If you're stuck at a number, the only way that you can go beyond that number is to increase your enrollments. Right. You have to. I mean, that seems pretty basic, but you can only increase your enrollments. You can only add more numbers to get beyond that plateau. So how do you get beyond that plateau? How do you bust through those numbers? Uh, You have to raise the intensity of your enrollment efforts. You can't rely just on uh, word of mouth and you know, working with the school systems and maybe some community events. And you're going to have to actually put some money out there, depending on the scale and size and your community, of course, but you're going to have to intensify your enrollment efforts. And sometimes that means spending money. And sometimes that just means switching what you're doing, but you're going to have to change something because what you're doing isn't allowing you to break through that plateau. So how much marketing do you need to do? So here's how we're going to track retention. We're going to track it actually in a few different ways. Okay. This isn't retention. Isn't a number that you track. Retention is actually four numbers that we're going to track. Okay, I'll break that down. So the first one that we want to track is as a percentage of total enrollments. Okay, now this is the one that's most common within your CRMs, whether that's Jackrabbit, iClass, Studio Director. The most common is what's the percentage of retention? Okay, meaning I retain 90% month to month, session to session. I retain 85%. I retain 95%, right? That's a real common number that you hear uh, referenced um, from stage at different conferences, but as well as that's an easy one for most CRMs to pull. That's the number that they track. So, but let's let's like pull the veil back on that number, you know, because if we're talking about, hey, I retain 90%. On the surface, that sounds great. And I, it is good. Like a 90% retention is awesome. But it inherently has a trap door in it, if you will, that can 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 uh, can catch you up, can hang you up if you aren't careful. Here's what I mean. 90% retention. Now let's let's break this down into actual reality of how the math works. If you're running a hundred students, 
okay? If you're running 100 students a month and your retention is 90%, that means that month to month, you're going to retain 90 of that 100. Tracking with me? Pretty simple, right? So that means to maintain 100 students month to month, you have to add 10, okay? You have to add 10 to to stay the same. Now, not grow. You just have to add 10 new students every single month to maintain a number of 100 students at a 90% retention. But as we go up at 500 students, a 90% retention means that you now have to acquire 50 students every single month in order to stay at 500. Okay, so the amount of marketing that you had to do at 100 to get 10 and the amount of marketing that you had to do at 500 to get 50, that's 5X. It's quite a bit different. And if you're not getting 50, if you're at 500 students and you're not acquiring an average of 50 new students every single month, you're going backwards, right? You're not going the right direction. And that's where you'll see people that ballooned to 600. Like for example, we've got an Olympics coming up. And you're, you're going to, even if you don't do marketing, you're going to see your numbers go up because interest goes up. So you may go from, you know, 400 to 600. Okay. Whoa, we're at 600 students. Now, if we can just stay here, that would be amazing. The problem is, is that you don't adjust your marketing to maintain that. You have a 90% retention and you are at, uh, you know, 400, that means you're losing 40 students a month, but now you balloon to 600 and your retention's at 90%. Well, now you're losing 60 students a month. You have to acquire 60 to maintain every single month. And so if you don't change your math over a period of time, or if you don't change your marketing over a period of time, may that, that you may not see that for six months or 10 months because it, there's a period that those people will filter out. But if you don't change your marketing to now increase your enrollment intensity, you're going to go right back to 400. You won't maintain that 600 because you have to change how many people that you're onboarding. Now, if we go up another level, sorry, I just whacked the mic. Um, if we go up another level to 1,000, at 90% retention, you now have to have 100 new students that are coming on board every single month. Otherwise, you're going backwards. Now, all we're talking about is maintaining. We're not talking about growth, right? Now, if you want to grow at 1,000 students and you want to grow to 1,500, you need to start adding more than 100 students every single month, okay? And that number is going to have to continue to grow because if you if you go from 100 to 110 students a month and you're at 90% retention, you're going to get to 1,100, but you won't get beyond. If you start adding 130 students a month, that's great. You're going to get to 1,300, but you won't go beyond. Okay, This is why understanding what your retention number is is vitally important to being... To, to connecting the dots with how much marketing, what the intensity of enrollments, the enrollment efforts coming in need to be. This is your indicator. This is the first number in going, all right, how much effort do I have to put into bringing on new enrollments? Okay, now, so we're gonna track it, track it as a percentage of enrollments, vital. But we're also going to use this number and we're gonna track it by instructor. Okay, because this is going to give you the health of your um, of your staff, right? 
Um, this will actually even ties back into a little bit of what we've talked about in past weeks with branding. And this ties into understanding what instructors do it well and what instructors don't. And my, my guess is in talking to you guys, you have kind of a gut level uh, feeling on who's doing well and who's doing not. But uh, I would track retention by instructor also, because if you have one instructor that's retaining 95% and you have one instructor that's retaining 65% or anything less than that, what you need to do is you need to understand why there's a delta. What's that other instructor doing? Is it personality? Okay. Is it curriculum? Is it the way they encourage their students? Is it, you know, the the students that they have? Chances are it's not the students that they have. Um, meaning, well, those that group of students just they're you know better or they're a different personality. Um, you know, a lot of that can be based on the instructor too. You know, people stick with with instructors that they kind of identify with. And so, you know, it it can create a difference in group also. But this allows you to go, okay, can I bring the skill sets of this instructor that's not retaining uh, as many people up? In other words, can I elevate their level of enthusiasm, their their positivity, their skill sets as an instructor? Can I raise them to the level or do I need to replace them? And find somebody more like the instructor that's retaining 95%. So you need to to track it by instructor too so that you can see who's performing well and who's not. This then allows you, if you want, to provide incentives for great retention and to uh, know where your weak links are, not just on a culture basis because retention is a reflection of culture also, but um, it, it allows you to increase that retention number because if we loop it back now into total enrollments if you can take you know the instructor at 95 and the instructor at 75 which now if you average that out is retaining let's just call it 85% you know as a whole now if you can get that 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 other instructor at 75 up to 85 well now you're retaining at 90 or if you can replace that guy and bring in somebody that can match the level of your other instructor at 95. Now you've raised the level of retention for your business up to 95%. Obviously, assuming you only have the two instructors, but I think you can understand what I'm trying to put together there. And this will now allow you to um, retain more people as, as uh, on a global basis, uh, meaning for your, for your brand, and make the marketing that you do more effective. Right, you don't have to put as much intensity on it. So the more retention that you can that you can keep, the less intense your marketing efforts have to be to grow. So we're going to do it as a percentage of enrollments. Sorry, I just cracked my knuckles. That crack. Uh, we're going to do it as a percentage of enrollments. We're going to do it by instructor, and we're also going to do it by program. Now this is going to give you the overall health and profitability potential of your individual programs. Meaning, you know, I would track your your preschool, your mommy and me separate from your rec, separate from your ninja, separate from your tumbling, separate from your cheer, separate from your, you know, your your swim lessons, separate from your swim team, okay, so on and so forth, right? Across all your different disciplines and programs. And you're going to track this by program as well. Because once you understand instructor and program, now you can see whether or not it's a program function or it's an instructor program, an instructor function. And you can determine, oh, we need to change the curriculum in this program, or we need to change the instructor in this program. We need to, because if you have one instructor that's coaching a ninja and coaching a gymnastics class, 
and the ninja has a 95%, but the gymnastics has an 85%. Either the instructor just needs to focus on ninja or we need to modify the, the, the curriculum a little bit for, for the gymnastics side so that you can match that level of retention. Okay, so track it by program also so that you can see the health um, of everything. Now, the fourth way that we're going to track retention is the least common way because your CRMs don't, um, at least out of the box, some of them do. Most don't give you this number. And this is a bit, I'm not going to lie, this is a bit of a tricky number to, um, to track because you can't just readily pull the data out of your student database. What we want to do is we want to track retention in months, okay? In other words, well, my screen just went dark on me. Sorry about that, guys. Changes my lighting. Um, we want to track it in months. Now, what this gives you in months is the ability to know what is the longevity of my students. Now, there's a tr- there's a trick here because it's... It's usually easy to see what your retention is within a given period, right? They they sign up. Maybe you work off of sessions. Maybe you work off of months. Maybe you work off of quarters. Doesn't matter. You know, and they sign up for an eight-week section session, or maybe your dance, and they sign up for a, an, a you know a six or eight or nine-month session, right? Going from September all the way through April or something like that. And so, you know, some of them are really obvious and you can get kind of a preliminary number of what your retention in months are, is, um, but you also need to know what the lifetime retention in months is. In other words, okay, they come and they take classes with you for nine months, but then they take three months off in the summer, but then they come back for uh, the next year and they take another nine months of classes, okay? So the retention in months for that student is actually 18, right? And that can be a little trickier to track. Now, there are some hacks, but what I would recommend doing is contacting uh, the publisher of your student uh, enrollment database, your CRM, uh, iClass, Jackrabbit, Studio Director. There's a lot of others out there. Those are just kind of the big three. And I want you to uh, reach out to them and ask them how you can track this. And not just like, because they're, they're, I'm going to tell you how they respond. Oh, you know, our system doesn't do this. Well, I realize it doesn't do it out of the box, but how can I track this? What data can I pull? In other words, you know, maybe you can hack it so that you can export your, your student enrollment database by date enrolled, right? Show me all the current enrollments and the date that they enrolled. And then you could have, pull that into an Excel file, have somebody that really understands Excel go, okay, today's date, uh, enrollment date, uh, what's the Delta. And now I've got a number in days. I can now break that down into months, et cetera. And you can get really close, but this is one of those numbers you must know if you're going to spend money on marketing, because it's going to be one of those key indicators for, Uh, how much money that you can actually spend and do it profitably, okay? So you need to know your retention in months over the course of their lifetime, not just a period of time, not just a session, not just this season, not just this year. Over the course of the life, how many months are they going to spend money with you? So that's our first number, retention. The second number, we're gonna go a little bit quicker because it's not as deep, but the uh, the, the next number that we're talking about is LTV, 
This stands for lifetime value. And what this number is going to give you is how much money you can pay for marketing. In other words, I want to know that for every $1,000 that I spend, what my actual return needs to be for this to be a profitable endeavor, a profitable marketing initiative. Instead of just off the cuff, uh, you know, Uh, guessing at it. Now, there is a function of this that we're not going to get in today, and that's the tracking element. I've talked about that before. You're going to actually actually track the return on this number to be able to know that. But the way we calculate an LTV is we're going to look at your average revenue per student across all your programs. Okay, so we want to look at, um, you know, what, you know, and the easiest way to do this the easiest way to do this is just to take your uh, monthly revenue, okay? You run $50,000 a month and divide it by your uh, number of students. And, you know, let's say that that's uh, 500, okay? Um, that means on an average per month, you know, you're, you're getting, uh, what's that? Uh, $100 per month on average, Okay, so if you have 500 students that are spending $100 a month with you, that equals 50,000. Now, the reason why you want to go across the board as a top line number is because you don't know how this is going to break up. In other words, you don't know what students you bring in, even if your your marketing efforts are focused on, you know, rec programs or learn to swim or, you know, basic ballet classes or whatever your category is. Even though that might be the entry point, you don't know which people are going to upgrade to a competitive environment. You don't know which people are going to add secondary classes, uh, a different skill set. You don't know how that's going to happen. So you can't look at it in a vacuum. You have to actually look at it as a whole. Uh, You don't know who's going to be spending money at your pro shop and your snack bar and and so on and so forth. So you're going to look at the top line number uh, as best you can so that you can understand who, you know, what that number is. If you bring a student in on average, they're going to end up being worth this much to you. Okay. So we want to look at average revenue per student per month across all your programs. The next month, the next month, the next number in this equation here. So once we have average revenue per student, now we're going to tie into the numbers that we just talked about with retention. And that is on average, how many months are they going to stay with us? Okay. So we've got, so we've got uh, what they're paying for you on average, what they're paying to you on on average, and on average how many months they're going to stay with you. And again, this is an average across all programs. Okay, so this is uh, you know you may have uh, an introductory mommy and me class that the retention is only you know three months, but you may have a competitive environment where the retention is five years, but you don't know who's going to go what direction. So you need to look at it as a whole so that you can understand what the health is of an individual student is going to be. Now, if you end up marketing only specifically for a particular program, meaning, you know, you're not just saying, hey, come and join us, but you're saying, hey, come and take a mommy and me class, then breaking it down to just what that class is worth is important. Um, And that will give you a little bit more granular look, but you don't know which of those mommy and me classes are going to upgrade to your rec programs or or going to move into long term enrollment either. So that's a bit of a moving target and and it can give you a bit of an inaccurate number if you look at it too narrowly. And so I like to look at it as a holistic number for your business. So understanding what the retention in months are now allows you to 
have a whole picture of what this uh, LTV is. This is going to determine what a student is worth to you. So for using easy math, if we are, uh, if our average revenue per student is 100 and our average months of retention is five, that means that an average student is worth $500 to you. Okay. Now, why is this important? Understanding what a student is worth to you um, uh, as an average now allows you to take that number and go, okay, so it's worth, each student's going to be worth to me on average $500 over the course of their lifetime. Now, that $1,000 that I spend in marketing, instead of me looking at it going, I must get 10 people to make this worth it, right? Because we had talked about, hey, uh, you know, 10 people times uh, $100 a month equals 1,000. And if that's the lens that you're looking through this, you know, hey, I need to get uh, I need to get a, a 10 people in here to make this work. And if all of a sudden you have only five people that come in, your knee-jerk reaction is going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm losing money. But are you really? Because if we look at this from the retention standpoint, meaning each student is worth $500, that means that at 10 students, you actually are, are going to make, now you won't have collected, but you will have scheduled to collect $5,000. And when that number all of a sudden drops to only five people, while that feels like, oh my gosh, I need to stop this. It's not as good as I was hoping it would do. Is it still profitable? Well, five times 500, that's $2,500. So is spending $1,000 in marketing to schedule and get back $2,500 in business worth it? Well, my answer is absolutely, right? It show me any other business where I can spend $1,000 and get $2,500 back, and I'm in. So this allows you to have a lens of what the true return needs to be in order to drive a profitable advertising campaign. If you don't have this number, you're going to make decisions inaccurately, in a vacuum, that aren't the best for your business. They're not the best for the growth that you're wanting to see. Now, some marketing is going to be more profitable than others. But just because, and it's not going to be the same. Not all marketing initiatives are going to give you the same level of return. We're going to talk about that next. So, But that doesn't mean that you stop doing it. If it's profitable, it's profitable. Keep putting money towards it. If it's not, stop. Right? You know, if you're, if you're only getting two students out of it, and you're spending $1,000, even though that's worth $500 in money, you're not making money because you have overhead costs, right? You have, uh, you've got employees and you've got a building and you've got insurances and you've got licenses and so on and so forth. So, you know, if you're only getting two for that $1,000, well, you've only booked out $1,000 in revenue for that $1,000 in spend. That's not a good return. Okay. But it now gives you a lens in which you can look at this through. The third number that we're going to talk about is CPA. Cost per acquisition. Or another way you'll hear it referred to as uh, is CAC, customer acquisition cost, okay? Same number, uh, cost per acquisition, customer acquisition cost. Um, and essentially what it is, is it's the number that tells you what does it cost you to actually acquire a new enrollment, okay? What does it cost you to actually acquire a new enrollment? Now, you want to know what this number is as a whole, but more importantly, uh, or maybe I should say just as importantly, you want to know what this number is per revenue stream, per traffic stream. 
okay? Not per revenue stream, per traffic stream. And when I say traffic stream, I'm talking about a source of enrollments, okay? So uh, you've got a direct mail program, okay? That you're going to put postcards out to targeted neighborhoods, okay? So you're gonna track that separately. You know, what's the, what's the um, you know, what am I spending there? You know, maybe you have some Facebook advertising. What am I spending there? You know, what's my Google advertising? What am I spending there? Okay, so you're gonna track it each individually, and what you're wanting to do, what this is going to allow you to do, it's going to understand, allow you to see the channel performance, okay? Meaning which one is performing well and make sure that you are getting the level of return that you need by channel. So there's some tracking here that, that must take place. That's not a discussion for today. Um, we've talked about it before, but tracking is a key factor here and you need to be able to track this by channel. Now, just because it's more expensive doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it, right? Just because you're spending $2,000 a month in Facebook ads doesn't mean that the $250 a month magazine advertisement is better. It's cheaper. But it doesn't even mean that it's making you more money. And if you looked at it globally as a whole, um, you you might make that assumption, right? That, gosh, you know, it's costing me uh, $60 per student that I acquire, um, man, I, you know, the, 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 the math works out way in favor of this magazine ad, but unless you're tracking it individually, you don't know what, what the magazine ad is actually returning you. Okay. Or newspaper ad or, or, or whatever ad that you're running. And so, uh, you can't just look at it from an expense standpoint. So how do you track this or, or, or how do you calculate the CPA? You're gonna look at ad spend. So what's actually being spent uh, on the uh, the marketing itself, whether that's Facebook ads, Google ads, Instagram, you know, YouTube, um, you know, your local newspaper, uh, your your direct mail. Okay, so what's the actual cost of the ad itself? Plus, what's the fulfillment, support, sales cost that's involved? Okay, meaning you know uh, you generate leads over here in Facebook, you have to have somebody over here calling those leads, reaching out to them, going through the motions, okay? That's part of this equation. What's their cost? Or if you have a sales environment where maybe you give a little kickback, if somebody turns somebody into an enrollment, you know, a sales or a commission type piece, that's a part of this, right? So what's what are you spending on the ad itself and what is your support piece? Now, you don't want to look at all of your overhead as support piece. You want to look at the support piece only as it relates to that particular marketing initiative. Okay. And so it, don't, don't go crazy and go, well, my building costs this. And if I don't have the building, then I can't do that. No, 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 no. What is the direct influence for that particular campaign? And is there somebody specifically managing it? How many hours a week are they putting into it? What are you paying per hour? Great take that number and add it to your ad spend and then divide it by your number of enrollments that that particular channel generates, okay? So, you know, again, let's make this, let's break this down into simple math. If we're spending $1,000 a month on Facebook ads, okay? And we are looking at this from a standpoint of, you know, I've got $1,000 a month in Facebook ads and $500 in staff costs to manage it. So I'm in at $1,500 a month. I know that I'm getting 10 enrollments per month out of this, okay? Because you should be able to track it by channel. If you're not, 
you know, send me some questions. Maybe I'll do an episode on tracking itself. Um, but I've mentioned it before. Go back and review previous episodes where I talk about a little bit about tracking. Um, but, you know, track it. I'm getting 10 enrollments for this $150, uh, $100, or $1,500 in spend. That means that each enrollment is costing me, the owner, $150. I'm spending $150 to generate an enrollment. Now, is that worth it? Well, I can't answer that number unless I know what my LTV is. Well, we already determined that my LTV is $500, okay? So my LTV is $500. Now, $500 less my advertising costs, less my CPA, my customer uh, 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 customer acquisition uh, cost, right? Cost per acquisition is $150. So that means I'm, I'm grossing right? You're tracking with me. I'm grossing $350 per acquisition. Okay. So now I have the ability to go, well, yeah, it's costing me $1,500, but for every enrollment that I'm getting, assuming that it's 10 for every enrollment that I'm getting of that 10, I'm making 350 bucks. Well, that's a good return on that money, right? And every enrollment that you increase there, you go from, from 10 to 20 and that number changes dramatically. Okay. So how do these all work together? And you can kind of see, right? Retention says I need to get 100 to maintain my numbers, okay? So I got to get 100 every single month. LTV says that each one is worth $500, okay, great. CPA says that I'm spending um, $100. Let's just, again, easy math. 100 is easier than 150. Now, CPA says that, I'm, uh, that it's costing me $100 per, per acquisition, okay? So I need to get 100. Each one is worth $500 and it costs me $100 per. So what that means is that each month I need to spend $10,000 in marketing to Treadwater. All right. If I need to get 100 students in there and they cost me $100 a piece, I have to spend $10,000 to Treadwater. Now, the cool thing is that for every $100 over that that I spend... I'm going to gross an additional 400 bucks. So, you know, if I spend 10,100, statistically, I'm going to get another $400 because I'm going to get one more student. Instead of getting 100 students, I'm going to get 101 students. Okay? So, you it may take you a couple of times reviewing this and I realize I'm kind of a numbers guy. So this this does come a little bit more fluent fluently for me than it might for some. But the math is absolute. And if you can understand what your retention is as a percentage, so you need you can understand what your intensity needs to be uh, from a marketing efforts, how many months that you're retaining um, so that you can understand what your LTV is by by taking how many months you're retaining times, you know, how uh, uh, what your average revenue per per student per month is. Now you've got your LTV. And this now then dovetails into your cost per acquisition as you actually go out there and spend money. This now gives you a number to go, all right, I'm getting X number of students from X amount of spend. That means that between this number and my LTV, I'm going to make this. I need to put this much money into uh, marketing to get the number that I want. It allows you to actually on the front end budget how much money you have to spend on a quarterly basis, on a yearly basis. And as that, as your retention, uh, as your enrollment base grows, your marketing efforts are going to have to intensify to maintain that number because your enrollment number has to increase to counter attrition, to to fit with your, your retention numbers, all right? So these numbers are super critical, but if you understand them, 
and can, can write them out all on paper, understand how they work with each other, you will guarantee your growth. You will guarantee that you move forward in this, in this calendar year. So that because you know how much money you have to spend, you know what each one's worth to you, you know what it's going to cost you to get a client, and you can effectively and confidently spend money and know that you're getting the return on that money that you need to move your brand towards the goals that you want. Hopefully that isn't overwhelming. Hopefully that is, uh, you know, uh, confidence building. Go back and listen to this two, three, four, five, ten 10 times if you have to, to understand the numbers and how they work together. Because if you understand these numbers, success is guaranteed. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you found a lot of benefit from this. If, if you have further questions or comments, questions, other things that you'd like me to dive in, make sure that you comment uh, in the platform that you're on. And uh, I look forward to uh, chatting with you next time. Thanks for joining us.